daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to the Sandler Pit, the podcast that asks you to smell it, smell it, smell it. Now take it. That's for you. Oh, is that Big Daddy? I'm not sure. It's not Big Daddy. It's from uh, You Don't Mess With The Zohan. Oh yeah, of course. And is that when he's like... Action comedy film, You Don't Mess With The Zohan. Is that when he's got both his feet in the air and then he's like kicking him in the head? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Good, good film. So this is The Sandler Pit. I'm Luke and this is also Luke. And we're a podcast that watches and talks about every single Adam Sandler film or TV show or appearance or anything. What are we doing this week? This week we are digging into one of the most famous Adam Sandler films from the 90s. One that he's instantly known for. It's the film Bulletproof. <laughs> yes, we have not watched Happy Gilmore and we have not watched Billy Madison, but now we're going to, on episode, what, fucking 65, do Bulletproof. We are very far into an Adam Sandler podcast. We haven't watched these two classic films. <laughs> but we did we watch should... The Marshall Chronicles. Yeah, see, we're doing what the real Sandler fans want. We watched that one episode of a series that got cancelled after a season. That he had one line in and was about 12 in (laughs) we've watched the cosby show but nothing that important um have you ever seen bulletproof so i owned the dvd of this for a very long time i think i remember telling you about this that it was like one of those ones that's a really thin case you know when like a dvd is like a third maybe even less than a third of the width of a usual dvd case yeah you know it's a, a bad sign when your dvd is that thin yeah it's gonna fuck your collection up for a very average bargain bin film I think I did try and watch it once or twice. I feel like I can remember Adam Sandler being in a motel. I don't know if he had a shower or something, but I don't oh, fuck knows. I mean, what am I talking about? He's, I think he's a criminal and he's been arrested for something. And it's like, feels like it's a road trip film, but I don't know if it even is. I could be 100% I, wrong about everything I've just said there, by the way. <laughs> I've never seen this or heard this uh, of this before. It does not look good in any way. Um, no. Who's the other guy? Damon Wayans? Yeah. What's he been in? There's a lot of Wayans brothers, isn't there? And I feel like he's the one that wasn't in all of the like the noughties films like White Chicks and <laughs> Little Man. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, he is he the was My he Wife the... and Kids one? My Wife and Kids, yeah. Yeah. I've always thought David Wayans was all right. I thought he was the likable one of the three. Yeah. And he was uh Murtar in the new Lethal Weapon show. All oh, right. I never watched it, did you? Yeah, I-, I didn't. I think my dad watched it and he really liked it. But oh. that doesn't mean anything. My dad has like the worst taste ever. So yeah, he doesn't even like meat. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like Damon Wayans. I would say he's more of a TV actor from looking at his IMDb. It's like he had his own show called Damon. He had My Wife and Kids. He had a show called The Underground. Lethal Weapon, as you say. I mean that it doesn't really matter, does it? The lines of those two have blurred a lot in the recent years, but doesn't look like he's done many big films. Yeah, he's not done a film since 2006, which was called Farce of the Penguins. And his character was called, hey, that's my ass penguin. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds really good. That does Uh, sound good. 2007 American director video parody nature documentary. Maybe we shouldn't do any more nature documentaries (laughs) after fucking... Strange um, wilderness. Strange wilderness. Bob Saget directed it. 
It's funny though. You just said that on its actual page, it says it's 2007, but his credit is 2006. So Jesus, I'd love to get to the bottom of that. (laughs) Is there any way we can watch this? Probably not. It'd be a real reach. A real reach. Yeah. I mean, we've done. Norm McDonald's in it. Norm McDonald's in it. Join Twosome's Penguin. Wow. Oh, we've got to watch this, mate. Let's save it for a very, very rainy day. <laughs> Have you seen the uh, poster? No, it's, I'm, uh, I'm not as it, invested in Farce of the Penguins as you are. It's a, bunch, it's a bunch of penguins all in, like, leather daddy outfits, <laughs> like whips oh and God. chains and handcuffs. And it says, what happens in Antarctica stays in Antarctica. This looks great. Mm-hmm. Does it? Can we do this next? <laughs> Definitely not. That's the thing, right? So that brings us kind of full circle is that the Wayans brothers are known for like parodies and stuff. Yeah. Fast of the Penguins, obviously parody of March of the Penguins, I suppose. Did he have anything to do with like the scary movie films? Because that's what I always think of as well with the Wayans brothers. That's what they kind of, I don't know about started on, but that kind of shot them to big levels, right? I think so. I don't really know the way, because it's not the Wayans brothers, is it? It's like the Wayans family. So is this, so is Damon Wayans... Are they his brothers? Who the like lads who did the? I think fucking... those two. Is it Damien Marlon Wayans? Were they the two that were in Jesus. all of those? Sort right. Of I mean, look on White Chicks. White Chicks starring Keenan Ivory Wayans. Oh, uh, Keenan Ivory. No, no, he okay. directed it. Keenan. It stars Sean Wayans and Marlon Wayans. But then those, there's also those two were called the Wayans brothers. I think. Yeah, they were the Wayans brothers because they were in everything. Damon Wayans Jr., who's the son of Damon Wayans from Bulletproof. He's yes. the guy from New Girl, and yeah, he's in yeah. a few he's, other things. He's in a couple of things. He's pretty funny. I like him. I think always... they are all likable. Uh, like, whenever I see him and stuff, I do like him, but then you think about what the things are, and you're always like, fuck, that was shit. Yeah, you're right, but I always like him, and if ever appear in something, like, in a non-comedic role, I always love like, oh, it's, it's yeah. those guys. I always feel nostalgic about them and whatever as well, which is weird, because like, that was when we were kind of kids. So like at the time, White Chicks seemed like it was quite funny when you were like seven years old or eight years old or whatever. You <laughs> saw the adverts for it and stuff. Yeah. But they are all quite bad, aren't they, really? Yeah. Marlon Wayans is in uh, Requiem for a Dream. That's and crazy. that was it, where I was like, what the fuck? Why is he in this? Did you watch that Haunted House film, which was like a parody of Paranormal Activity about like 10 years too late? <laughs> Yeah, I remember it coming out, and there was two of them. And then there was a yeah. film where he like it was like Groundhog Day, but he just wakes up naked every day. <laughs> God, maybe they're really funny, actually. All <laughs> of the bad. ideas are good, I think. But yeah, yeah. But I never mind seeing them. I'm always like, oh, the the Wayans, they're okay. I never groan or roll my eyes. I always think they're quite funny performers. Mm. If the scripts and the stories and stuff are fucking abysmal, I feel like if we were like five or ten years older, though, we would probably be like groaning when we saw him yeah maybe have you seen the uh the poster for this film where adam sanders wearing that huge brown jacket he's wearing that jacket the one that do you remember you when you we always were... wanted to get one of those yeah do you remember when we were at university it's a carhartt duck detroit jacket and i remember wanting one because of matthew mcconaughey in interstellar oh interstellar. so i ordered it online but the problem is is i've got a hilariously stupid body where like i'm too i'm really wide and like i've got like a long torso like my body shape's just really wrong so i'm like in between several sizes and i bought it and it was like fucking i was wearing a tent <laughs> <laughs> it was the biggest jacket ever. Like the sleeves like came hanging over my hands. It was ridiculous. I don't remember ever seeing and, you in it. Well, I bought it and then like never wore it because it was so shit. 
and I spent like a right. hundred quid on it, and, I, and they wouldn't accept a return, so I'd sell it on eBay. It looks and like a very know, rigid jacket. Yeah, and it was really rigid, but like just like a big tent. And You're going to order another one after watching this film, aren't you? Fuck, I hell yeah, looks cool in that. I've always wanted one, and I've never fucking been able to get one because I want to try one on in a shop, and it just they always look bad on me. So the thing that things that I'm intrigued at about this film right now is that it's listed as an action comedy crime film so that should be i don't know it could either be good or it could be like the do-over i wonder if it's like a buddy cop type deal which i, think I, it I looks don't mind like a buddy, a buddy cop, cop thing they're usually okay aren't they yeah but also i don't know it just looks really bad and the reviews are horrible and mm. even the director i think has spoken out about it saying that it's something that he re- most regretful experience of his life doing it yeah but so, you say this the reviews might be bad but at the time of recording because we're doing these in a weird order we've just watched strange wilderness and you fucking loved it that's i did i actually one did of the really worst like reviewed films ever so you never know there might be something in this i have limited hype and excitement for it though yeah, me too. As it's always, we're going to have... as well, by the way. It's an 18. 18 rating, yeah. Oh, no. It means there's going to be a sex scene. Oh, no. The sex... No, but sex scenes without, like, full-on, like, fucking nudity. Oh, actually, wait. <laughs> I've yeah. gone down to the keywords. It says oral sex, woman on top. Oh, for fuck's sake. Right. Oh, also God, says gay no. slur. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, oh no. Jesus, this is so, gonna be a tough one. This might be why this film's been buried a little bit. The top review, I think this might have been written by you. It's like I thought it was funny. <laughs> and that's just the title of the review. <laughs> Seven out of that ten. Is, uh, that is uh, something I'd do. Uh so every week we have something called our Sandler scale, which is a list of tropes that you see in all these films that we turn into a bingo sheet and cross them off as we watch along. Some of these tropes like Coca-Cola, Colonel Sanders mention, Jonathan Lochran. Or Lofren or Lowren. Crime. Crime. A lot of crime. There'll be crime in this. You can play along if you want. If you go to our Instagram at the Sandler Pit, look at our highlights. We've got all our tropes right there. So you can make your own bingo sheet and play along at home. Mm -hmm. I think you saw a pinned tweet on Twitter as well, maybe. Hell yeah. I remember. It was when I last looked. I don't think this will be tropey in the same sense as a Happy Madison film. I don't think this is going to have like Dennis Dugan cameos and Alan Covert falls over, Rob Schneider gets injured. The other ones, though, that we've got about the outdated things look like they might be there, though, because the first keyword being gay slur is a bit of a warning, isn't it? Yeah, I'm a bit nervous about this one. But is this one of our last Adam Sandler-led films we haven't seen? I think so, yeah. There's this and then Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. Men, Women and Children? I don't think he's the lead in that, though. Oh, yeah, right. He's in it, but I don't think he's the lead. Just in general, it's one of the last films we've got that actually has Adam Sandler in it. It isn't just like production or TV show. We've still got a lot of TV shows to do, but it's one of our last times seeing the man himself. It's a real shame that it's going to be wasted on such a dog shit looking film. Is there a do- reason why we've saved this one? I think it's because we both didn't want to watch it and both didn't want to pay for it. And it's just kind of been pushed further and further back. And, and now it's on, is it Peacock, Peacock in the US? But they've just added it to Now TV over here. Yeah, so we're getting it whilst it's hot. I don't know if it'll still be on Now TV by the time this comes out, but yeah, that's what we I don't we're know if do. it's going to be the same not watching it on a Finley Case DVD. You need to <laughs> go over to your mums and get that Finley, Finley Case DVD. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say up top? Definitely not. Grab your uh, grab your big, big, big oversized Carhartt jacket as worn by Matthew McConaughey in uh, Interstellar. Grab your handcuffs and your gun because we're going into some crime. Yeah, make sure you cross your arms so you look cool on the poster. Hell yeah. <laughs>
See you soon. Bye. You are now listening to the Sandler Pit. Ow! Please take that out of my ass. And we are back. We've buddied up with a friend. We've been shot in the head accidentally. And here we are. <laughs> We're here to discuss the film Bulletproof. Luke Thomas, what is the plot of the film Bulletproof? Okay, so we have Archie Moses, uh, who's like a, a thief played by Adam Sandler. And he has his best friend in the whole wide world, who is a, another criminal called Rock Keats. But it turns out that Rock Keats is Donnie Brasco in them. Uh, he's actually Detective Jack Carter, and he's been undercover for like a year to try and take down this massive crime kingpin. All goes awry. They're like at the deal and then it gets revealed that he's wearing a wire. So it leads to these circumstances, which means that Demi Wayans gets shot in the fucking head. But he's all right, like pretty quickly, like really quickly. About 30 seconds later, he's mobile and fine with a new girlfriend. <laughs> Is there Was there any wound left as well? <laughs> no, there was no wound. <laughs> I thought it, at first it had ricocheted off his uh, leather cap. <laughs> He's fucking fine. And anyway, some time has passed. It could be a week. It could be five years. I don't know what the scale of time is here, but it doesn't matter. And then he has to go and arrest Archie, but then he ends up on like a road trip with him. A crook and a criminal teaming up to take down the big, big uh, criminal empire. Luke, what did you think of Bulletproof? It was better than the do-over, I'll say that much. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, you know what? I I watched this last night and I actually didn't have a problem with it. I was expecting it to be really boring and crap and whatever. It's outdated, it's very much like a film of its time, but I kind of dreaded it because about this sort of time last year, I watched Bad Boys for the first time because I think Bad Boys for Life, was that the new one? That was coming out, so I was like, oh, I've never watched these films. I try and get into it. And I really didn't like it. And it's very similar to this. It's like all the background music sounds like it's from like a softcore porn film. Everything's Mm. shot with a bit of like a weird brown filter to try and look like LA's the haziest place ever. I don't know. But for some reason I was watching this and I kind of didn't mind it. It is not great. It is very thinly written. The world doesn't make much sense. For some reason, every 10 minutes, there's a fade to black transition as if it's a TV show going to the ad breaks. <laughs> <laughs> the action scenes look very routine and TV. I think a lot of it just does feel a bit like they had half a film and they just filmed that. But at the same time, there's a few jokes in it. And like Adam Sandler's playing that character that we kept laughing at seeing on every TV show where he was like a naughty boy in the 90s. He's just playing that for a whole hour and 20 minutes and... I don't know. I think the tone's a bit confused, but overall, I didn't. I, I didn't hate it, and I kind of expected that I would have. I don't know. Out, out of the ones we've watched this year so far, mm. aside from watching Grown Ups, and at this time we haven't seen Transformania yet, but like out of all the other ones, which are all these films that are only like eighty-three minutes long for some reason, like Strange Wilderness and The House Bunny, I think this is the one I probably liked the most. Not saying much though, is it really? <laughs> compared to those three, what did you think of this? Uh, yeah. Very similar to you. I um I went in this with no expectations whatsoever. Uh, I actually thought it was going to be really bad. It's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very weirdly edited, paced, written. Uh, it's got insane s- scene transitions. You mentioned the fade to black. There's a few which are like spiral out. Yeah. It feels like every shot should have been like two minutes longer. It feels like everything's so fast mm-hmm. to squeeze into this ludicrously small like it's just a little bit longer than the first Toy Story film. Like it's so short. 
but yeah, I had a lot of fun watching it. A lot of fun. And uh, I was enjoying it quite a lot. And I was laughing at it, but I was also kind of engaged with what was going on. And yeah, it was quite a lot of fun. Yeah, it's definitely not as like half as bad as what I would have expected with this one. Considering we've left it so late because we just thought it looked like pure shit. It's actually just like <laughs> not, not the it's worst all right. shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you think of Archie Moses? As a character? All right. Like, he was okay. He has a lot of moments of him yelling and screaming and being annoying. And I was I was kind of really loving it. I loved every time he yelled and screamed. I think the the best yell was when they're like arguing back and forth over what happened when they were at the warehouse. Was it did he shoot him on purpose? But Adam Sandler's angry that he lied to him this whole time. And he's like, it was an accident. That's yeah. really good. <laughs> I think he's, yeah, I think his performance in this is actually all right. I think yeah. there's a few times where you can tell the writing might have let him down a little bit. But when you compare this to some of the other things we saw him in at the start of the 90s, it's mm. better than that. This feels closer to mm, maybe, maybe like Mr. D and Big Daddy, like the sort of, except he's a criminal. If you took away the criminal stuff and just had him with that short fuse, you know, you're seeing those sort of freakouts that those characters had, right? Yeah, exactly. There's just something a bit missing. And I think it is just how quickly they're trying to shove everything at you. It opens, they're on the run from the cops immediately. There's a quite horrible joke where he does a really horrible voice uh, pretending to be uh, mentally disabled. But they get away from the police and straight away they reveal the twist, which is that one of them is a cop. Then it's like, Oh, you're my brother. You're my brother. You're my best friend. You're we'll ride and die. We're gonna go forever. You're my you're my best pal. You're my best friend in the whole mm-hmm. world. And it just feels really cliched. You don't actually get to see these two as why they're mates, how they met, what they know about each other. You just told it. Yeah, um, a bit more of show don't tell would definitely have helped with that, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. Do you think um, that they I, have good chemistry between them? Yeah, it was all right. Um, I like Damon Wayans in this a lot. I thought mm-hmm. he was quite good. Yeah. Um, I feel like he plays the kind of straight man to Adam Sandler quite well. And I think, yeah, they had all right chemistry. I think the only thing lacking was the editing and the direction and the writing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the performances and the story were, were fun. Yeah, it is definitely a weirdly paced film. I feel like 20 minutes in, so much has happened in that first act. You see Damon Wayans, like, he goes through the whole... Obviously, he's already friends with Moses, but then... You see him kind of infiltrate this gang. He meets James Kahn and it keeps going back and forward. Like there was a bit where he's with the police and they're saying to him, oh, you should wear a wire. And he's saying, oh, I don't want to. And then it cuts to this scene and it just felt like it was missing something in between. Mm. I thought, is it a flashback? Is this something that's already happened? And I still don't know whether it was a flashback or not, but I felt like I'd missed something. I actually checked to see if like I hadn't accidentally fast forwarded like a scene Mm. or something. So it just flew to it and then it was back again and back and forward. I don't think there's yeah. anything as as glaring as that first bit, but like it felt like a, a weird transition into that for sure. I feel like they they had their idea that they have this backstory, but the main role of them is that they're trying to uncover this plot and go on like a road trip together. But they to get them there, you need to set up the backstory straight away. And they're just kind of like, oh, fuck, let's just scene, scene, let's do this, let's do that. They don't give it enough time to breathe. I feel like that first act should have been half an hour. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like 15 minutes. 
Yeah, um, a couple more hangouts and stuff would have been good. I'd compare it to, it's not at all like the same strong tonal like security as this film, but like it kind of reminded me a bit of like Jump Street. And I feel like if it was a bit more like that, mm. it would have been better. I think that first Jump Street film was quite a strong example of like buddy cop, undercover, one's a bit of a loose cannon, one's a straight man. Obviously in that they're both police, in this they're not. But yeah, I feel like they could have just tightened up a few bits of it. It's, it's kind of like it's got all the right ingredients, but they've kind of just like forgot the recipe or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And it is a shame because, yeah, Damon Wayans, Adam Sandler and the plot itself are all quite fun. I like this parody of uh, Donny Brasco and films like that. And their dynamic is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. If it had have had a few more jokes, I feel like this would be kind of remembered a lot more fondly than it actually is. Well, it doesn't seem like anyone likes this film. No. Or anyone <laughs> has seen it. <laughs> it's just us. It's just the sound of it again. <laughs> Which is mad that they've they've made a sequel to this. Yeah, but have you seen what that looks like? It's not Adam yeah. Sandler, is it? No, or but it doesn't... It doesn't like anything. It does. It looks like its own film, and they've just said, "Oh, we're bulletproof too." But like, is bulletproof a draw for anyone? Would no. anyone be like, "Oh, they've made a sequel to this"? Why not just make its own film? You'd probably make more money. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I, you always hear people say, though, I don't think Bulletproof 2 is a good example of it. But you know, when people say, "Oh, yeah, we're doing a remake," what was the one recently? West Side Story. Rebecca, things like that. Like people remaking these classic films that won loads of Oscars and shit. Like. If you're going to remake a film, you should do one that kind of didn't quite hit the mark. You know, something like this, you could see why people would want to go back to it, you know, because it is a good yeah. concept and a good relationship and stuff, but doesn't quite hit the mark, I guess, because the writing's a bit rushed and whatever. But to yeah, do that, it as a that's... sequel like that is a bit fucking weird that's fair actually I, there should be more remakes of really shit films i'd love a remake of like Waterworld or something mm. like remakes of films that had a good idea but are just fucking dog shit yeah but i guess downside but, <laughs> yeah i was gonna say at least i guess if you remake an established property you're gonna make more money but west side story did not bomb harder than fucking anything yeah but it came out in a pandemic when everyone's like obsessed with marvel films so it kind of, and it has yeah, but, the lead guy in it is currently going through like a sexual assault case or something. Yeah, okay. I think there's quite a yeah. few reasons why that flopped. It's a shame because it's a good film. But also, aren't musicals just doing badly at the moment anyway? Like In the Heights did really badly. Yeah, they need Hugh Jackman or otherwise they fail. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually true. It's a sad point. He's the only draw. <laughs> yeah, he's a shaky voice. Yeah, I don't know what it is about that. That is just a weird thing in general, isn't it? But I guess yeah. as well, they're established things, but like people in our generation don't really talk about the loving West Side Story, do they? No. Yeah. Anyway, right. we're not here to get to the bottom of why West Side Story <laughs> flops. We're here to talk about Adam Sandler hanging out of a window with no top on after singing "I I Will Always Love You" and having a gun shoved up his bum. That was very good stuff. <laughs> the, the finest scene I've seen in this year in this podcast. Their friendship is so weird. Like, I don't know. I'm an adult man. These two are probably older than me. They'd probably be like 30 or whatever. Mm-hmm. If I made a new friend now and I was friends with them for a year, I probably wouldn't like introduce them to my mum and be fucking obsessed with them and be like, they're my only friend. They're my brother. Like, that's like something yeah. a kid would do. And then yeah. this grown man meets this other guy and he's like, fuck, I, I love this guy so much. And then like, He's like, I want to be the one who takes down Archie. Damon Wayans is like that. And he's like, why? He's a scumbag. And he's like, well, he's my low-life scumbag. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. What is this relationship between the two of them? It's Their very weird. Their friendship is so weird. Do you know what I found 
obviously the more time you spend with a character the more you learn about them but mm. with adam sandler's character it took till about 25 minutes in where i kind of really understood what this character was that he was like this loose cannon and stuff i know there was the scene in the bar at the start that sets him up as like he goes in and picks a fight with this big guy and all that stuff he's a bit of a idiot or whatever but yeah before that point i was like i think we'd had it with a film before maybe it was i think it was rain over me where apparently Tom Cruise was going to play that character originally. I was like, this is a Tom Cruise character. That's what I was thinking when he was a bit of like a, a scoundrel and stuff. It was only when they got to that cabin and he started flirting with the reception man and then he was singing in the shower. That's when the Adam Sandler side of it came out. But before then, when he was just like a criminal, I was a bit like, why have they chosen Adam Sandler to do this? Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I feel like the stronger bits are later on. Like, I yeah. feel like it gets better as it goes along. And him screaming and yelling is quite funny and... And he is quite good in some bits, but it doesn't really right, become a comedy been... until until like that airplane bit, does it? Yeah, they should have made it more like frenetic and zany, and him to have some more like witty lines. All his lines are like, "You're like my brother. You're my you're my best friend in the heart." And my mum thinks that you're my you're my best mate. And then like he he pulls down the wire and he's like, "Ah, oh, you were like my fucking brother." <laughs> <laughs> so weird like even if you i've known you how long have i known you now probably like eight years eight years yeah if you fucking betrayed me tomorrow i'd be like all right (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't be like i wouldn't even be fucking shocked i'd be like if i tried to fire you from the sandler pit (laughs) as if i have any jurisdiction over you (laughs) i'd love you to fire me we have to take one half for each i take the pit you take the sandler (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't even know how to fucking edit them. <laughs> so I'd just record it to, to no live. one. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. It it just isn't set up enough, is it? I was and, trying to they... think about how, because we were going to do a Make My Madison. I haven't done one. Don't know if you've done one. I totally forgot. I, I didn't do it. <laughs> it's oh, your okay, game cool. as well, mate. Oh, shit. I totally forgot about that. I'll do just do a 21 questions. Fuck it. <laughs> we did that in the last episode. <laughs> oh no, that's so funny. <laughs> but yeah. I was trying to think of how you could improve that relationship. And I think you'd have had to have done something where you established how they met, you know, if they'd met when they were younger and then gone separate ways or something like that. Like that's quite an Adam Sandlery thing to do, like a flashback to them as kids and then they lost each other. One went to police school without the other one knowing. I don't know. Do you think but... if they'd done like non-linear, so you establish them, but then you see more of them working together in the past because they allude to it a lot, but you never actually see it at no. all. All um, you see is like that quite shit car chase that opens the film. Yeah. And then, I know this guy like I know myself. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> how can you know? I know people who I've, I've known for a year who I like w- maybe work with or like, people I live with. I wouldn't be like, I know them like I know myself. No. And it's but maybe very... it's the, maybe you've just never met someone that's basically like a soulmate. That's what he's done. He's found a soulmate. <laughs> I've famously <laughs> never met my soulmate. <laughs> I'm just a weird man who lives in a loft whose hands <laughs> and feet don't work. <laughs> just <broke. laughs> uh, just <laughs> before the podcast, I was explaining that, like, my I don't know, the last two days, my hands and feet have been hurting. And I think I've got like a, you, you said I have an STD. <laughs> and I said it is a sweet, sweet transmitted disease. From, <laughs> From Christmas, I've just eaten non-stop sweets he's, and chocolates. He's been, he's been living on Quality Street, hanging out with the heroes <laughs> and smelling the roses. 
it's insane how many sweets I've eaten recently. Like, I kept getting free ones given to me at work. Like, random people would be giving me sweets constantly. Oh, and now I feel like it's all gone into my hands. Yeah, they do look See, really I clearly, pale. Yeah, look at my hands. They're all it's covered in bruises. <laughs> my mouth's just covered in chocolates. <laughs> He's foaming at the mouth. His tongue, his tongue's a jumper. <laughs> so I clearly have never met a soulmate to look out for me. Because <laughs> if you had someone to share the sweets with, you wouldn't be feeling this way. Aww. That's the problem. I always buy like a family box of sweets for myself. <laughs> and I don't have a family, so I just eat it all. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> Keith's oh, never God. had that problem, did he? Because he had his soulmate. It's weird as well because it drifts from one finger to another. So it goes from like one... I thought they you were getting like back on to speaking about like the tone of this film. Like, it drifts no. from one tone to the other. <laughs> but no, it's his fingers. <laughs> it's my fingers and like my, my fucking toes. Like it's a random one that hurts each time. It's like my... well, as we're always... was a doctor. Yeah, diagnose him over the podcast. As we're always um like saying in these last few episodes, we're recording all of these in the first two weeks of January. So someone mm. might be listening to this in fucking, I don't know, March. Is it is it March we're releasing this one? I think so. Yeah, so like, oh might... my God, he has that famous disease that's going to kill him in a month and a half. <laughs> yeah, it's too late. I'm long dead. I'm already dead. <laughs> or, so or we're all listening to it on the way to your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This actually would be really quite a tragic moment if I do die. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? You're like, It'd be nice to have the record. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, he knew he was going to have a heart attack, but he did nothing about it. <laughs> Because he's bad at booking at the doctor. He just sat there watching Here Comes the Boom, <laughs> safe in the knowledge that he was going to live another day. I feel like that'll be our last. The intro to Here Comes the Boom will be the last episode I record because I die. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. He will be oh, missed. Anyway, um, let's talk about Bulletproof. Yeah, um, sure. Was there a moment where you thought that Damon Wayans was going to be a superhero who was impervious to bullets? <laughs> Not quite. There was a moment where I thought he died in the first 15 minutes, though. Then when he survived, yeah, I I should have thought he was a superhero. When he survived, I thought, oh, my God, this came out around the same time as Unbreakable, probably. You know, that Bruce Willis film. They're doing a parody of it. Like, he's literally bulletproof. And then they didn't. And I was like, oh, I kind of want that film now. (laughs) Yeah, it would have made sense with the name of the film, I guess. Yeah, it would have been quite fun, probably. Like, he's like a superhero, but he can't admit it to Adam Sandler and whatever. Actually, that's pretty bad. Quite quite a good film, probably. (laughs) Um, My favourite part of the film is... Well, it's not my favourite, but when he um, gets shot in the head, he goes into the doctors, he wakes up, and then they're like, here's your new physio. You have a one minute, like a 10-second physio video as he learns to walk again. Presumably, it could take fucking ages for that, but it looks like it's taken like a few days. Yeah, well, he has only been shot in the brain. He only got shot in the fucking frontal lobe. I, you know what the mad thing is? I've never seen such a good shot. It is directly in his forehead, like in the centre of it. Uh, the bullet, but did the fine. bullet go through or did it graze or whatever? I don't, well, I don't know. I think it it goes in his head. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what I was thinking. They're like a, a millimetre to the right, a millimetre to the left, you'd have been dead. But I feel like anywhere here shouldn't be shot. I think he's got a brain that's shaped like a tunnel. Like. <laughs> It's got a little hole in it. It's got a hole in the center at the bottom. Uh, but he meets this his physio, and then like a second later, they're in a romantic relationship. Like mm-hmm. 
it's clear that he wants to kiss her. And then the next scene, it's like they've been married for 10 years. She's yeah, like, she you're lives so there, unhappy at work. Yeah. <laughs> she lives in his house. And she's only like... known him since he got shot in the head. But she says, yeah. I think she says a line. I should have written it down, really. But she says something that's like, it's clear you can't stop thinking about this Archie Moses guy. I didn't even know you before you got shot. I can tell you're unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> she's known him the it's whole time. so weird. Yeah, I'm trying to look. If I said he's married to her now. Your job is making you miserable. How much time has passed? <laughs> I felt like I was watching like Synecdoche, New York. Like Time passes so quickly in this. It's so yeah, weird. It does feel um, a bit avant-garde. It's the fact that every time she's on screen, like an R. Kelly instrumental plays in the background. Or like a Boys oh, to Men song. She like, talks about the music in this. <laughs> the music in this film is absolutely fucking atrocious. Uh, so the, the guy who did the soundtrack is... Um, Elmer Bernstein who did like the Magnificent Seven <laughs> and the Ten Commandments and stuff and he was he must have been like 88 when he did this <laughs> like, yeah yeah they're old films aren't they yeah he was really old when he did this and then as well as that it kind of blends in this R&B soundtrack and um, the music to this is incredibly irritating and it mm. plays diegetically at times like it plays like in the strip club this weird like r&b score but it goes through the whole film yeah yeah it's, it's so annoying people don't realize i think when you're making a film it's pretty easy to like cover up maybe any sound issues they might have had by just chucking the music in the background like i do with our trailers for this podcast yeah <laughs> But in a film, it does always make things feel a bit cheap. It reminds me of the worst example of it is The Room. You know, that film, famously bad. Like, but anytime I see like a half empty apartment that you can tell is a film set with that sort of music like playing, I always just think of that film. And there was bits in this where I was like, yeah, it's giving me those vibes. But luckily the, the comedy helped it like balance it out a little bit. But yeah, some of those bits are painful. I think the best musical moment is when he sings the bodyguard song while he's in the shower. That is very good. That whole set and scene is is quite good, I, I guess. So they're, I don't know, in the fucking desert? Where are they? Yeah. They're in God Mexico? I, I don't know. They walk through, they crash a plane and then they walk through a desert. My wife made a very good point that there's a part where they're talking, they're having this conversation about him peeing or something. Mm. And... The scene transitions, I think it's the clock transition, the wipe that you mentioned, as if, oh, there's a big passing of time, but he's still on the same line of the sentence. So he obviously hasn't gone that far. <laughs> right, What? bear with me one second. I'm just going to stop my video. I'm going to come back in two seconds. All right. Is he dressing as a bullfighter? Okay, okay, okay. You ready? It's the big jacket, isn't it? You ready? It's the big jacket. <laughs> oh, no, it's sunglasses. <laughs> The whole film, they're all wearing these tiny, 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 tiny sunglasses. Where'd you get those little sunglasses from? Yeah, I found them on uh, in a uh, in a pub in the car park. So now oh, I have no. these tiny little little matrix shades. Yeah, I was gonna say you look like if Agent Smith had a midlife crisis, <laughs> if he had a sweet transmitted disease. <laughs> uh, what's his name, Mister Anderson? Mister Anderson. Uh, I still haven't seen the new one uh, but I got it spoiled by Letterboxd because I clicked on the fucking film and then it was like the Black Manta guy playing Morpheus slash Agent Smith I was oh, like oh yeah. never I mind saw- <laughs> <laughs> I saw that before I saw it. it, that doesn't spoil it much that happens in the first five minutes um, oh, okay. and it's in the trailer as well I think um, is it? Oh. Yeah, I actually have got a note about when the FBI agents appear. Obviously, yeah, you're right. Everyone has been wearing sunglasses through this whole film, but tiny sunglasses, small sunglasses. Yeah, very 90s. Mm. But 
the bit when the two FBI agents appear later on in it, I was like, aren't FBI agents supposed to be a bit inconspicuous? These two literally look like... <laughs> the men in black. <laughs> the men in black, yeah. I just thought they were going to get the little like mind wipe device out or something. So shit. I, d- I did kind of like that the... I don't know, they have a few moments in this film that are actually quite clever. Like, they, one plot hole is, why don't you just call fucking backup? But when he calls the FBI... Adam Sandler was the guy who wrote down the names of all the crooked FBI agents and cops, and he mm-hmm. knows their names. And that bit in the car where he, he's like, oh, your name is this. He's like, why would I know your first name? That was actually quite clever. <laughs> I was like, oh, I got, I got a minute. You see Damon Wayans working it out, and you, and then they kind of both beat up the FBI agents and throw them into the road. That mm-hmm. was pretty cool. And it has a good payoff where they go to the police station and it's Bill Nunn from the Spider-Man films, Robbie Robertson. Yeah, Robbie Robertson. Rest in yeah. peace. Uh, him and some fucking guy who's the police chief. And the police chief is called... Benson. Fucking Jensen. His name's Jensen. And he's like, Jensen? Jensen? And then uh, fucking David Wayans is like, what, 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 what? <laughs> he's like, Jensen, he's one of the fucking guys. We need to fucking get out of here. And then, like, he immediately pulls out his gun. He's like, fuck, fuck you. Fuck you, Jensen, you piece of shit. And they escape the police station by... <laughs> That's a gun. Surrounded by police officers. All have oh, guns. Yeah. So <laughs> he, stupid. And he goes, shame on you, motherfucker. <laughs> I guess yeah, You should feel ashamed of yourself. <laughs> goes outside. Like he's heard some of Jerry Cartoon who puts a broom through the door. Handle. Yeah, yeah, he uses <laughs> the medieval off. tactic, doesn't he? <laughs> The one they door. All, they all kick the door down. <laughs> they all have their guns now. It's like a hundred police officers. And then Adam Sandler's like, oh wait, his name is Benson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was that, that is a good joke. Good setup and everything. My one problem is that they're having a chilled out beer in the strip club while his girlfriend who he loves who he's known for what a week or a year a week or two years that made it that helped him walk again she's been kidnapped apparently by a gangster (laughs) so he's gone to a strip club (laughs) for a beer (laughs) this whole film is so cliched and so shit talking about police one second i'm just gonna stop my camera oh why oh my god i'm gonna do a trick for you yeah you put those on Are you referring to Alan Covert's weird little... uh... Backwards Nike cap on, because for some reason in this film, the policeman uniform is to wear wear a usual police uniform, but also have a backwards Nike cap. There's like six (laughs) policemen that are all wearing the same thing. Yes, it's one who's Alan Covert, and he doesn't look right as an FBI agent. He's wearing that. There's another guy who's always like, what's wrong, Damon Wayans? You're going fucking soft? You're fucking <laughs> forgetting that these fucking criminals are fucking criminals? It's set in this precinct that doesn't look real. You no. know what this film reminded me of was the film Spiral with Chris Rock, oh. which is this, <laughs> the same kind of bullshit. This, You know, an idea of what a police station would be mm-hmm. and then them all like yeah we can't trust any fucker i'm a, i work alone i don't need no fucking partner <laughs> perfectly boiling hot everyone's wearing like a leather jacket and big some everything's tiny brown isn't it everything's very brown um, everyone's but cool. i yeah but i liked it i was like this is this is silly so we mentioned that scene where they they're in mexico or whatever and then they go to like a hotel which is i don't know what's going on it's like a porn motel <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure what that was. Is it like... It says live sex show. 
I remember when um, I used to drive to uni, you wouldn't have gone past it because obviously you were coming from up north, I was coming from down south. But we used to always go past the thing on the A1 just called the A1 sex shop. It's on a, just yeah. on a motorway, a big sex shop. And it was, there was nothing else around. There wasn't like a Burger King in the same car park. <laughs> it was just on its own, the A1 sex shop. That's what I think this hotel basically was. You were one of the frequent uh, buyers there, weren't you? You had a membership card. Yeah, I was like, oh, mum, dad, can we just stop off the car on the way to uni? I just need to grab some supplies from the A1 <laughs> section. <laughs> we had the same on the drive from Sheffield. There's a Pulse and Cocktails. And every single time my dad was like, oh, look, there's your favourite shop. Every drive <laughs> what for three joke. years. <laughs> so it was so annoying. But yeah, it's like a seedy-like motel run by this seedy-looking man. Yeah, it leads to him singing, I'll, I feel, not I feel pretty. He, I will always sings, love you. I'll always love you, which is quite funny. And then he tries to escape and he gets a gun up his ass. He's flirting with the hotel manager or whatever. And then he's like tied up. He can't speak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're sat together in the hotel. Adam Sandler's smoking a joint, watching porn <laughs> just next to his mate. <laughs> They do. always do. It's like it's like in Friends, whenever Chandler and Joey would just be like, I don't know, wanking each other off over Baywatch <laughs> in every episode. Why did they do that? I don't know. Have you ever sat with, sat with a man watching a sexy film? I guess we did that time, didn't we? Me, you, and Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never thought of doing that. No. Yeah. Sitting with a bro and watching some porn. <laughs> it's so, but it's in a load of these fucking 90s films. Mm. And then whilst that's happening, fucking Damon Wayans is on the phone to his girlfriend like oh yeah fucking what are you fucking wearing is that black lace thing I bought you and she's not wearing it and I've realised that was a setup of her character because she's lying she's a big liar she's a liar because Adam Sandler never ever lies (laughs) yeah he doesn't lie that's true he gets things wrong but he doesn't lie He's a fucking criminal, but he would never dream of lying. No. So, he shot a man in the head. It'd be a but very he short court dream. case, wouldn't it? Imagine being caught. You shot James Caan in the fucking skull. He's dead. But he's like, no, but I never lie. I'm morally balances the scales. pure. The scales of justice are balanced once again. It's so weird. They're always like, he never fucking lies. Yeah, they do always go on about it. The hotel bit is good, though. He gets really annoyed again at being sold out by Keats slash Carter. And he's like, did you tell him everything? And Carter's like, what do you mean? And he's like, you know what I mean. He's like, what, that they over-circumcised you? He's like, I made that that up. Joe, (laughs) I wanted to make you laugh. And then uh, the hotel manager comes to pick them up to help them escape the bad guys who, by the way, the bad guys are like the gang from Mad Max. They have got like this complete arsenal and army of people. Yeah, there's the bit, they chase chase a plane on a runway and it's like Mad Max meets Fast 9, but not good. (laughs) Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like, (laughs) these are like police officers, FBI agents. They're just like... They got like rocket launchers and stuff. I actually did make a note of it. I'm glad you brought up the Arsenal because when they're in that hotel, the two guys that go to shoot them, one's got a fucking pistol with a scope and laser sight, (laughs) which you never see in a gangster film, I don't think. And the other one's got an automatic machine shotgun with a thick barrel on it. They're so overpowered, the uh, villains in this film. It's amazing. But then then the hotel guy is helping him in the chase and he becomes a badass. He knows the woods. Mm. So he's like, oh, they don't know this tree's fallen over. So he gets out of the way of the tree and the car hits the tree. Then he's like, oh, they didn't know about uh, 
Jimmy's Creek, which is a bit of water, so they fall in the water. Mm-hmm. The third load, <laughs> he puts his brakes on. <laughs> the other goes falling. There's about a 10-second wait, and you hear it explode. He's men died horribly. Yeah, and they're like, devil's drop-off. You wouldn't yeah. be able to see it in the fucking night. <laughs> It was really, really quite a fun chase. I quite liked it. Yeah, that bit was good. And then Adam Sandler's character, he's been flirting with this man a lot and he starts sort of like kissing him and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, you well done. You're a fucking, you're a fucking. Do you think he's like bi curious or something? Maybe. Good for him. It would make sense as to why he loves Keats so much as well, I guess. Maybe there is like an extra level to it. And the fact that at the end they end up together yeah i guess yeah they run basically away to Mexico together they run away you know it'd be kind of fun if they were fucking gay so yeah we've got the love interest who turns out to be a villain that did actually surprise me i was like oh another i twist. think it could you tell though like when it got to the bit before she revealed it did you realize um sort of i wasn't expecting them to do anything like different i thought it'd just be oh they've got to save her and then they'll all walk out to the sunset together so i just was taken by surprise a little bit Mm. it wasn't good by the end it was a bit obvious but like i i didn't notice all along as you say there was that hint at it earlier on we should have known i didn't realize there were such tricksy filmmakers it was her lying about wearing that black lace thing so her husband could masturbate in front of his friend yeah sat next to his friend (laughs) if i was like going somewhere with you and you called your wife and started saying that kind of thing i would be fucking disgusted could you imagine (laughs) hey what are you wearing you're wearing that fucking that fucking (laughs) oh god yeah, I've got a note that just says, another twist. God, this film's a labyrinth. And then Adam Sandler did a backwards roll. I've written that down. It's a backwards roll, and it's very weird. They have a moment a bit like Seth Rogen, have you seen in 50-50? Oh, yeah. Where his girlfriend, James... No, what's his name? Joseph Gordon-Levitt, his girlfriend, like, cheats on him. Mm-hmm. And then Seth Rogen's like, she's just a fucking bitch. She yeah. just lied to you. Why fuck? Get the fuck out of the house. <laughs> uh, they do that with this. Adam Sandler's like, hey, she's a fucking bitch. She's a fucking yeah. liar. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. He swears a lot more in this than I'm used to him doing. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> he's shut the fuck up, bitch. She's <laughs> a fucking bitch. Yeah, he was... <laughs> He was pretty rude in this one. She says, then I fell in love. And then Adam Seller goes, then I shut the fuck up. <laughs> I fell in love. You didn't. <laughs> fuck off, yeah. you bitch. He's mine. He's mine. <laughs> and she's like, don't take it personally. I was just doing my job. What job is this? Are you a physiotherapist? If not, how are how? you doing physiotherapy? Yeah. <laughs> is her job just to go out with anyone James Card's like, oh, maybe... <laughs> This guy <laughs> might meet this guy later on, and you being in a relationship with him might help me get him. Tenuous plan. You know, it'd be easier him just kidnapping his re- a real girlfriend, <laughs> not recruiting. It's like a kingpin, isn't it? His like plan is to rehabilitate this man, make him walk again, so that he can betray him. <laughs> I love James Caan in this film. He was so chewing up scenery, being fucking gross. If this guy's not on the fucking level, if this guy's a fucking carp, I'll suck your fucking dick. (laughs) James Caan's like, I believe you said something about sucking a dick. (laughs) (laughs) It cuts to him in his house later when all his gang are all dead because they fell off that creek. And he's... (laughs) 
He's at a weights bench, like I'm doing a fucking bench press. He's got like a little towel on, an old timey wrestling outfit, a glass of scotch, and a cigar. So I love this character. It? He's so over the top. I loved my, it. My favorite bit is before the final fight at the end that he has. He takes off a really tiny wig. He's got yeah. a really small wig that he takes off. He takes off this tiny piece <laughs> and then he starts a fist fight with Damon Wayans and he hits Damon Wayans. This happens twice because the established Damon Wayans now has like a metal head. Oh yeah, it makes a donk sound, doesn't it? Yeah, he's like Hammerhead from Spider-Man. <laughs> he's like got like this super powered skull. So he like headbutts Adam Sandler, I think, earlier on. And like, yeah, and then yeah, out, he gets, it? and he affects the car radio. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's so fucking weird. And then that scene as well at the end, the fight with James Khan. I've got to know more about the music. It's like really slow scenes. The shots are lasting ages. It's James Khan sort of like hobbling around while the music is like the Matrix music, like really fast music with really slow scenes. Like yeah, the seventy-year-old James Khan having a fight, hobbling around while Adam Sandler like slowly walks up some stairs with his gun and. Stuff. <laughs> Adam Sandler gets the whole way through. He's like, "I would, I would take a fucking bullet for this guy. He's my fucking brother. He's my best friend. I'd take a fucking bullet for this guy." And then he does take a bullet for him. It looks like it goes through his fucking spine. Through his heart. And then they like, <laughs> they take his big big jacket off at the end. He's just like, I don't know how it would graze someone's back. He's like, "You're fine." <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But before that, Adam Sandler ducks and manages to dodge a bullet by ducking in a doorway. <laughs> Crouches down and it goes over his head. There's so many moments like this. Like, there's a bit earlier on in the warehouse, Damon Wayans is running like Wonder Woman. Like, he has his arm up. His like arms that, up. Deflecting bullets off himself. He's bulletproof, isn't he? Hell yeah, that's why I think... This that was his character's name, wasn't it? Bulletproof. <laughs> Him, yeah. I wrote this give me the gun bitch, but it was all <laughs> one word. So I think it's give me the gun bitch. <laughs> I think doesn't James Khan tries to recruit fucking Damon Wayans <laughs> near the end. It's like all this has happened. He's fucking shot his like best friend, revealed that this woman who he's been going out with for maybe a year is is lied to him. Then he's like, oh, I, I, you could come for, work for me. I'll give you a partner, one without a bullet in him. <laughs> <laughs> You'd go for it, wouldn't you? You'd be like, oh, what have I got to lose? Yeah, fuck it, why not? I'll, I'll join. Before um, that, Adam Sandler shoots a henchman in the face and he goes, gross, right in the eyeball after he shot yeah. the man. He kills a man. They kill so many people in this. On the trivia on IMDb, I saw, I think it says there's a body count of 28. Wow. <laughs> so many people die in this film. But they get away with it. And there's this moment in the mansion you can hear it this is gonna sound stupid i didn't know if it was in the film or in sheffield i could hear a police siren (laughs) i think it's in the film and you can hear it so obviously the police are nearly there they're in the middle of nowhere and then he's like yeah he just sets off running it's like the police would catch you in 10 seconds (laughs) they'll know him from his big yellow jacket yeah but his goal was to leave the life of crime behind to move to mexico to become a bullfighter (laughs) Which he does at the end, I guess. Yeah, he pulls it off. He's got the outfit and everything, hasn't he? And he's moved there with his mum and his uh, best friend um, and their dog, which mm-hmm. he, there's a bit a funny bit earlier on where he's like threatening to fucking shoot the dog in the head. <laughs> he's like, I hate animals. <laughs> <laughs> this is so weird. weird. We're so positive about this film, aren't we? 
<laughs> we watched it with a really weird mindset, though, haven't we? That the whole film is just a joke when I think it probably wasn't meant to be. I don't know. It's a buddy cop action comedy. I guess it kind of works. The action is kind of fun-ish sometimes. Hmm. It felt silly and cliched, but I, I was having a lot of fun whilst watching it. Let me see if there's anything else. So there's a mother character. She's Adam Sandler's mum. And he's like, ah, you lied to my mom. She thought you were my best friend in the whole world. And then they call her. He's like, oh, yeah, tell my lovely baby. You love my little baby boy, don't you? Or whatever. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I love him. He's my best friend as well. <laughs> Why <laughs> is this mum so fucking invested in these two? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I think another plot hole. Why does he choose to wear a top with no T-shirt underneath it when he's wearing the wire? <laughs> no, just the zip. <laughs> he's, he hasn't got a vest. He hasn't got a T-shirt. He's setting himself up to fail like that. Do you ever yeah. wear a, a, a zip top without anything else underneath it? No, I wouldn't. And no, especially it's cold. if I... You just feel the cold pain of the zip touching your I skin. Would. It <laughs> freeze against my cold, broken hands. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You can't wear clothes with zips because your fingers are too I broken. Can't, my hands are just broken. I, I only can wear, like, no, Doctor clothes. Strange. That's what I'm doing in Costa Rica. <laughs> Help me! He's learning Teach powers. Me. Make me bulletproof. (laughs) (laughs) I would fucking love to be bulletproof like this guy. Yeah, I'm just trying to see if I've written anything else down. I was going to say at the start, everyone who meets Damon Wayans knows he's a policeman straight away. Apart from Adam Sandler, everyone is like, this guy's a cop. I don't trust this man. Look at him. He's looking around. I'm (laughs) I'm clearly the only one who loves you. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm the only person who likes you for some reason. There's a bit where he says to a Mexican guy, hey, essay, don't shoot, it's me. It's Adam Sandler. (laughs) And when he escapes the warehouse, he's on a motorbike and it looks exactly like the scene in The Winter Soldier. I think I've got like cycling Sandler on my notes. My my wife was like, why are we supposed to believe that Adam Sandler's Mexican in this film? (laughs) I was like, how have you got that from this? I suppose it's him saying, hey, essay, don't shoot me. Then there's one joke where the FBI agents are approaching and Damon Wayne says, guess which one's your real dad? And then he's like, oh, the one with the hat on. And there's a guy with a sombrero. And then I don't he moves remember to that Me- bit. I don't know, it's only a throwaway bit. Then he moves to Mexico as well. So I guess may- maybe Archie Moses is a Mexican. Maybe he's Mexican. <laughs> I Adam Sandler. There is a bit that I noticed. So he's escaped and sometimes passed. And he's by the side of the road in, in a car with the dog. Mm-hmm. Drunk as, as shit. And like he's got beers all in the back. He's like, hey, the dog's drank some. And they're like, get out of the car and walk in a straight line. He just falls straight out of the car. But when the police kind of come by, they drive up, then they reverse backwards and go into the spot. That looks like they've uh, reversed the shot. It looks like they've obviously pulled off. Yeah, it did look They've reversed it to look like they reversed back in. It looks so fucking strange. Yeah, people don't really reverse in films, do they? No, yeah, I wouldn't be able weird. to reverse like that in real life. I'd probably, my car would probably explode. <laughs> if you can't drive, you've got fucked hands. Don't let this man behind the wheel. <laughs> oh dear. We my haven't spoke much it. about him doing a thousand hours as a pilot. Oh yeah, the whole <laughs> flight sequence. That's fantastic. <laughs> and he I've like, got has... no saying is this Top Gun or Sully. <laughs> <laughs> so like the engine goes and he has to land the plane. It's quite dare I say, interesting dynamic. <laughs> I was having fun. I was like, and then he lands the plane, but it's on the edge of a mountain, like Italian jobs. So they have to like sneak out and then jump out of the plane as it, yeah. it was all right. It was quite fun. 
I wanted to be cynical and be like, this looks terrible because the the plane set did look very bad, very flimsy, yeah, it did. very odd. But at the same time, there was something a bit like funny about what was happening. It felt very throwbacky, even though this is, I know it's from the 90s, but like even just when it started and had that really old looking Universal logo, I was like, this feels like... Feels old. Yeah, it does feel old. I think they were trying to make like a buddy cop, like Bad Boys or 48 Hours and stuff, but trying to do it in the 90s and it just doesn't really work. Uh, James Kahn said of working with the leads, playing with the heavy between these two clowns took a lot of serious concentration. (laughs) (laughs) I bet he fucking hated it. Have you ever heard that story about uh, Tommy Lee Jones? He came back though, for That's My Boy. Oh, true. Well, maybe he had a good time. Have you h- ever heard about Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey? On, yeah, he hated on him, didn't he? He hated him. I think he said he couldn't sanction his buffoonery. Buffoonery. <laughs> oh. um, I think we mentioned in the intro that the director of this fucking hates it. Uh, he said that it was castrated because of the producers. Um, yeah, I wonder what it was about. Like, what, what was different about it? I feel like this would be all right if it was paced a bit better. It's just the fact that that opening should have been double the length and it goes by so fast and the film is so slight. Like, I didn't pause this to check how much longer was left once. I think I paused it to go to the toilet and I was like, what, there's 10 minutes left? Yeah, yeah, I did that. I went to make a tea and I looked and there was only like 15 minutes to go. I was pretty shocked. <laughs> For that, I guess it's it's kind of good that it goes at that kind of speed. Mm. It makes it more forgiving. If it was double the length, maybe it, I don't know, kind of tie me out. But as it stands, it's... It's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say. I've got through all my notes. What about you? You sure you haven't got anything else to say? You you were perusing those notes with a fine-tooth comb a second ago. All of them are just like, oh, oh, wow. Oh, wow, cool, <laughs> sick explosion. Oh, no, she's evil now. <laughs> it's just bullshit. My notes are fucking horrible. How did you do on your Sandler scale this week? Oh, I did very bloody good on my Sandler scale. I got eight out did of you? nine. There was just one that I didn't get. And even then, I was so fucking close to getting that. Which is weird, because this doesn't feel like the most tropey of these films. But here we go. I got Pepsi very early on. This is a big theme in my Sandler scale. They showed the Pepsi logo. I think it was twice. It was on like posters and stuff. It wasn't actually like a bottle of Pepsi. But there was one bit when they were watching the TV, and I think James Caan was on it. Because he's like a celebrity. As well as being a crime lord, he's like some sort of celebrity for some reason. He's like Gus Fring. He's got like (laughs) this weird criminal empire, but he's also like a TV celebrity. I was going to say Donald Trump. Yeah. (laughs) It's a bit like Trump. But yeah, next to the TV, there's a Pepsi logo. It looks like it's on a flyer that they've just stuck in the shot. They're like, oh, we better get that royalty. I also got racist joke. There's a couple of those like throwaway lines, but the bit I got it for was when Damon Wayans was getting arrested and he calls the policeman black in the hat, like cat in the hat. So there's that. I also got shirtless Sandler, which I actually wasn't expecting because he's not as shirtless in the young ones usually. It's usually no. when he gets older, he feels like he's got something to prove. So he keeps whipping his top off, but <laughs> you go. So yeah, when he was in the shower and singing in our favorite scene, that was my bingo. That line was 37 minutes and 30 seconds in. I got hit in the face, which was in the opening bar fight scene. Bald joke when James Kahn took off his little tiny wig. Um, Jonathan Lochran appears very quickly as a policeman in the police station. Yeah, I didn't catch that one. I saw it in the credits, but yeah. I think he did say one line. I think it's the bit when Damon Wayans walked in. I think he's one of the ones that's like, he almost Ah, they call him bulletproof. (laughs) He's got powers. (laughs) I think good at sports for at the end when he becomes a successful bullfighter. Hell yeah. And fast food because... For the first time in one of our Adam Sandler films, we see a Donna kebab. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> what did you think about that? I was shocked. I was like, what the fuck? Donna Kavams are in America? You yeah. <laughs> didn't even know that. That was insane. It's kind of um, exciting. Yeah, it was pretty cool. The only one I didn't get was sports team cap, which is annoying because everyone was wearing caps, but they were just Nike caps. Oh, yeah. I was Very say, 90s, I thought, just a Nike cap, yeah. I thought it'd be like a Knicks cap, maybe some of them, but no, it's all. Where was this set? LA? Yeah, I don't know. I think Mexico, I guess. So yeah, for me, yeah, I did okay. I think I got about like six or something. Uh, so the one, one of my lines was homophobic joke. I think a little bit with the hotel. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a few moments where it's like, oh, they might be gay. And then yeah. there's... That guy says something, doesn't he? The receptionist is like, you're not one of those, are you? Yeah. And then you see him like naked, covered in soap, so a gun up his ass, going, I get that out of my ass! <laughs> uh, Yorin, Adam Sandler pisses himself in the desert because he's like, I need a piss. And he's like, you've got 10 seconds. And then as soon as he starts, he like starts dragging him. <laughs> <laughs> like, you made me piss my pants outdated reference i i kind of loosely had that for everything in this film it all seems like it's referencing a very old cliched version of a cop procedural mm-hmm. uh, which i loved horrible voice uh adam sandler does a variety of of horrible voices but the offensive one at the start about going to disneyland is where i crossed it for a yeah. montage <laughs> we get a very brief montage of him learning to <laughs> david wayne's <laughs> learning to walk it's about two seconds. Crime. There's a fucking a lot of crime. Oh yeah. We've got murder, burglary, drink driving. Mm-hmm. Fair bit. Ones I don't think I got, but I'm not 100. percent I don't think I got a fat joke. Mm. Do you remember any fat people in this? No, not really. Everyone's fairly trim. Yeah. It was the same with uh, it was the same with the bald joke though that I had. Like I had bald joke. Everyone in this film was bald, but there wasn't any bald jokes until that week. There was thing. a joke. There was a bald joke. You know how because I have that sixth sense for um I, I hone in on bald jokes. There was a bit at the start, there's someone getting their hair spray painted on. He's like, ah, that worked wonders for my mom. <laughs> <laughs> what a that great joke. Like, <laughs> very early on. I forgot about that. I don't think I got an old joke. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know about that. I didn't really see any that I could think of. Maybe him describing his mum as drinking and smoking weed all the time maybe is like, oh, she shouldn't be doing that. She's a mum. And hitting nuts. I don't remember. Oh, there was... There was a was few there? big hit in nuts. Yeah, there was a couple I really liked. There's the big guy that's James Khan's like security mm. guard. He gets kicked in the nuts by Sandler once or twice. Yeah, he also gets shot like multiple times his body. Yeah. He's maybe he's the titular character. He is bulletproof. <laughs> <laughs> he ends up in like a stream. Like he ends up. Yeah, they really do fuck that guy over. So yeah, not too bad. Not as good as you, but yeah, pretty strong on tropes this week. Mm-hmm. Very madcap adventure. Yeah, I had a lot more of that than I expected. I thought it was going to be very like boring people in rooms. Just I didn't think there'd be a gun up a button. <laughs> Me neither. It's what was missing from uh, mixing us. <laughs> um, so the time has come. So Luke, you have just been shot in the fucking head. Does the bullet somehow pass through the magical hole that's in your brain right through? Uh, you are unharmed except for a small scar in the middle of your forehead uh, your wife is your physio and you spend either two days or 10 years learning to walk again uh, before going on the run with your best pal and then run all the way into the castle or are you like James Caan and you just fucking die and then your body's sh- shoved in the pit <laughs> what are you doing with bulletproof pill castle 
Surprisingly, I think I'm going to say Castle. It's been the first one for a while, other than whatever we do with Transformania. We don't know yet. Yeah. But yeah, I think having extra low expectations for this one kind of helped. I wasn't expecting anything from this film other than it to be a turd. And it was surprisingly like fun. I think it's, again, I don't know if it's knowingly bad, but it has got a lot of like pastiche parody moments that were quite funny. Yeah, I think I, I had fun watching it. And I think Adam Sandler's character in it is like an early iteration of a lot of other characters we kind of love. And there's a lot of those good moments of him shouting. I think some of his best ones, if it was in a better film, I think some of the lines in this would be getting quoted a lot more. Um mm. Because some of the things he shouts, like those, the bit you said about him saying, like, what was it, shut the fuck up, bitch, or whatever. (laughs) It's quite funny stuff. But yeah, it definitely has got its flaws. Like, the logic makes no sense. It's kind of like if David Lynch made Bad Boys. Like, it it uses dream logic quite often and skips over things. Editing is very weird. Some of the shots are very weird. The characters are, like, thinly drawn and you don't really get to know them that well. But having said all of that, it's like a really breezy, easy watch, like 80 minutes long. And in that time, it manages to pack in enough like set pieces and funny moments. And like, I feel like it's rare for us to say that you would want to spend another 15, 20 minutes with these characters. But I probably would have with this one. I'm not like crying out for Bulletproof 2 with the original cast to be brought brought back or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I, I didn't mind watching it. And I don't know if it's just because we've watched a lot of crap lately or whatever. Yeah, I, I had fun with this one. And I think that's that's the least you can ask for at the moment. <laughs> How about you? Uh, yeah, same for me. Uh, this is in the castle. It's very flawed. And it's a, it is a bad film and it's mm-hmm. paced horribly and it's very, very, very cliched. But because it's so cliched, it's actually quite fun watching it. Maybe not necessarily why the director wants it to be enjoyable, but it's a very enjoyable watch. The leads are good. Damon Wayans is, I think, is quite underrated as an actor anyway, and I think he's fun here. Him and Adam Sandler have good chemistry. Adam Sandler does a lot of weird screaming and stuff. Their relationship is so tenuous, but has so much deeper meaning, and it it's very laughable. James Khan is just chewing up scenery as this fucking horrible villain. Yeah, a lot of fun. I think definitely worth a watch. And like you say, I wish it was a bit longer and had time to actually explore the characters. Maybe it could have been like actually a good film. And as it stands, it's a very enjoyable, bad film. So yeah, Castle for me. Cool. Yeah. We'll probably get flack for that. That's probably like, it's it's not seen as being a good film, is it? And we have... Who cares? I like Strange Wilderness. (laughs) Yeah, true. This is better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, Or do you still prefer that one? I think that Strange Wilderness had highs that were higher than this. I didn't laugh at this as hard as I laughed at Strange Wilderness mm-hmm. when the, the penis is getting stretched off him. But this is a better film, yeah. At least this didn't have like eight of the same character. Much <laughs> <laughs> as there was eight Damon Wayans. <laughs> they were all best friends with Adam Sandler. All, of the all played brothers. by the Wayans family. <laughs> <laughs> They're all like, wait, you were lying to me as well? You're a police officer. <laughs> And one of them is still Little Man. <laughs> do you remember that? Not you too, Little Man. Don't tell me that <laughs> all the last year you met my mom. 
<laughs> she loved you, man. All right. So as I kind of revealed in this episode, because we were half going to do a make my Madison for a millisecond and then we decided, or we didn't even decide not to. You just didn't reply to my message about it. And also like, it is a comedy anyway, I guess. Like yeah. the only thing that, if we made this Madison, it'd be like, a, for me, it should have been a superhero film where it's a parody of Unbreakable. And he realizes he's got bulletproof powers and he starts using it. And Adam Sandler becomes his sidekick. That'd be fucking great and different. That is good. Mine was going to be um, like Blood Brothers. Do you remember the, the musical Blood Brothers? Where <laughs> Yes, I remember the musical Blood Brothers. <laughs> One gets adopted. It was going to be that they were brothers to start off with. I'd keep oh. them the same. It would still be Damon Wayans and Adam Sandler, but one would get adopted by the police and the other one would be left to a life of crime. <laughs> Like the start of Megamind, where two yeah. things land. One goes to a rich family, one lands in prison. Yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> All right. But instead, what I've done is I've hastily made a Sander game. I was going to oh, do yeah. 21 questions. I've got that as a backup if this one doesn't work, because this is so fucking hasty. <laughs> I've made a game called The Crimes of Sandler. <laughs> because we love crime. <laughs> especially okay, in these films so what i've done is this is kind of like a wanted poster i think i did this before with dating profiles for adam sandler characters mm. but instead this is wanted posters so some of these characters are big criminals okay they do some mm. bad stuff i'm gonna tell you some crimes and you have to try and tell me who the character is okay yeah. some of these are easy some of them are hard <laughs> have you have you by any chance included the, the crimes of charles manson I have not included, I haven't done any comedy answers like you always do. I'm not wasting anyone's time here. Okay, the number one, he led a, he led a cult, cult in the 60s. First one, brainwashing people with acid. <laughs> no, the first crime of Sandler. Oh, God. Carjacking. Oh, that's um, in Bulletproof. Yeah, it is. The other crime Ooh. was threatening to shoot a dog. <laughs> Which there is only two crimes he shoots a man in the head yeah. kills several accidentally people. shooting a man after being hit by a crane <laughs> <laughs> but he also shoots James Caan in the head on purpose and then says that's what you trying to suck my fucking dick yeah well that's not a crime that's justice <laughs> um <laughs> all right another one yeah. public intoxication is the first crime of this Sandler Ooh, that could be any of them Public intoxication, probably, uh, he probably does like 50 first dates, maybe, at the start when he's been a real crim. Mm. Maybe he think? does, but that's not this one. The do-over. It's not the do-over. I've got another crime for you. Vigilanteism. <laughs> Is that the word for it, being a vigilante? Yeah, becoming a vigilante. Which film does it? Oh, Mr. Deeds? <laughs> yeah, like, is Spider-Man in that Mr. film, isn't he? <laughs> he fights crimes, doesn't he? Do you remember Alan Covert? He beats the shit out of him. <laughs> he beats him. And he's like hitting him and his head's hitting the, hitting the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he fucks it. He needs a neck brace after, doesn't he? Yeah, he's Spider-Man in that film. Like, he's saving people from a New York that's always on fire. <laughs> yeah, and he has a fight scene on a train. Hell yeah. Fighting in a restaurant was another crime of that Sandler. Yeah, I remember that bit. Where he yeah. fights with John McEnroe, doesn't he? Mm-hmm, he sure does. Hell yeah. All right, here we go. Another one. This is the hardest one, I think. Public intoxication again. It's more public intoxication. Well, that could be anyone. Public intoxication. Probably Big Daddy. I bet he's drunk in Big Daddy. It's not Big Daddy. Okay, go on. What's another crime? Uh, drink driving. Oh, um, The Longest Yard. It was. The last one was sh- shaving points. Remember, we, I still don't know what it oh, means yeah. to shave points. <laughs> who knows? He's one who gets his comeuppance. He goes to fucking prison for his crimes. Yeah, 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 he does. All right, okay, another one. Facilitating injuries. 
Is that a crime? I don't know. What do you mean? Like injuring GMBH? He proves, proves someone. He causes injury, I guess. Causes injury. And, um, punch drunk love? It's not punch drunk love, no. Okay. Do you want another one? Yeah. All right. Um, vandalizing food. Uh, is this um, vandalizing food? Yeah. I don't I'll, remember the week of. But I will explain it, it more. <laughs> it's not the week of. I will explain it more later on, but I don't want to give away the exact action. Okay. All right. Uh, child abduction. Big daddy. <laughs> it is big daddy. Hell yeah. That he causes injury by putting sticks in the way of roller skaters. Okay. He vandalizes food because he like throws it on the floor in the shop. Do you remember? So he can get it cheaper. He teaches the kid that. Very bad lesson. Um, one last one then. Taking someone hostage. Which one does he take someone hostage? The do-over? No. There's only two crimes. Anyone's with... One. Okay. What's the second? Uh, drinking blood. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's he in fucking... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you <laughs> Hotel Transylvania one. It is. He takes Jonathan hostage and he drinks some blood. Does he drink any blood? I don't know. I don't think he needs blood in those films. Does he, he has like a carton of like vegan blood, doesn't he? I think that's one of the jokes. <laughs> that's a crime. <laughs> yeah, he's drinking a vegan's blood. I'm sure he does other crimes in that film, like a want, wanton destruction of a, a small village. Yeah, bringing down Mavis a plane. A lesson. Doesn't he do that? Bringing down a plane. <laughs> uh, what else does he do? He drops a kid off uh, the fucking massive, massive tower. Yeah. In the second one. He drives like a uh, maniac at one point, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Assaulting uh, the Kraken. The, yeah, he assaults the Kraken. He, he, he bloody steals all those artifacts that should probably remain with those civilizations, he's just stealing them. I suppose technically slavery as well. He enslaves a race of zombies. I guess. And his countless crimes for the centuries as Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably have already spoken about it on our latest Hotel Transylvania episode, but I'm reading the book of Dracula right now. And I keep on, I don't know why, but I can't get past these films. So he keeps on doing shitty things. And I keep thinking, fuck's sake. I used to really like this guy. <laughs> He's like guy. taking people hostage and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I miss when he used to just dance. <laughs> but if you do it in reversal, this was him back in his rebellious days. And now as a, as a modern man, he's, he's really nice and accepting. Yeah, he's grown out of it. He doesn't take Character people hostage growth. anymore. Yeah, well, he doesn't have the daughter in the book, <laughs> as far as I've got. Ah, see, this version of the multiverse. Like, if he'd had a daughter, he'd have learned responsibility. <laughs> so there you go. That oh. was the crimes of Sandler. That was five different Sandlers. Very quick, easy game. That's old school. Old school Sandler. Yeah. Not Manson inside. Not bad. <laughs> oh, that was very good. Uh, what are we going to be watching next week? Next what? What are we going to be watching next time? Next time, not next week, next time. We're going to be... I think that we decided we're going to watch the film Here Comes the Boom, didn't we? Hell yeah. <laughs> so I don't know anything about this. It's Kevin James as a boxer or a wrestler. I think he's a UFC reporter who then gets in a fight. I think Joe Rogan's in it again as well. Oh no, I don't want to Because <laughs> he's a fighter as well, he's a tough guy. <laughs> I don't know why I had to do that in Woody. Did you, did, did you see that? <laughs> it was like your impression of Tom Hanks. That's what he says, isn't it? Tough guy! 
When? <laughs> I don't know. Which bit of Toy Story does he go, hey, you think you're a tough guy? <laughs> you think you're smart? Tough guy? He does. That is definitely a line from Toy Story. Don't Google this. I am. You freak. Tough guy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> tough guy. It has come up. We're going to watch the scene now. Don't even think about it, cowboy. Oh, yeah, tough guy. <laughs> <laughs> when does this happen? I hate your impression of Tom Hanks as well. <laughs> he does say it. Seriously, look at it. It's 12 what? seconds long. Just search, what, oh, yeah, sent- tough guy on YouTube. Oh, do you need me to send it to you? I mean, my hands are hurting, so it's not. <laughs> it's inconvenience to me a little bit. As few clicks as possible. There you go. I've sent it to you. Hell, yeah. Give me a second. It's when he takes Buzz's helmet off. Oh, yeah. It's oh, exactly how I said it. Listen to that clip. Oh, yeah, tough guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, tough guy. Oh, yeah, tough guy. <laughs> That's uh, uh, very good stuff. Um, I so, forgot why I even did that. Is it because I hate Joe Rogan? He thinks he's a tough yeah, guy. You know, you're, 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 tough guy. And you like, I don't know, show him some vegan meat. <laughs> Have you seen that post Joe Rogan did? Uh, about, I think it was like the other day. But at the time this comes out, it'll be like three months ago. Oh, news. And it's him like talking about meat. <laughs> He's like, God, I'm getting really into the, the preparation and presentation of meat over fire. I only do it when I'm hungry and it's really good. And everyone's like, that's just cooking. <laughs> Just... <laughs> when he's hungry as well. Yeah, we're cooking whilst hungry. It's like the least controversial thing ever. This guy's a lunatic. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to see Joe Rogan again in any of these, but I guess we will uh, next week with this. Oh no, directed by Frank, Frank Karachi. <laughs> oh, that might mean it's good. You never know. No, it just means that I hope they doesn't listen to it if we hate it. Oh yeah, fingers crossed he doesn't. It's a very, very Sandlery lineup of actors. It's got mm. Kevin James, Selma Hayek, and Henry Winkler. They're the top build on IMDb. Oh, and Joe Rogan as himself. Oh, fuck's oh, sake. And of course, Gary <laughs> Valentine's in there. <laughs> so if you would like to get in touch with us, why would you? Uh, you mm. can email us at thesandlerpit at gmail.com. You can also visit our social media at thesandlerpit on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, uh, where we have been posting regularly all year round. <laughs> I realised something that we keep on doing these calls for if you want to get in touch with us, but we're not going to be recording an episode for three and a bit months. So the response to your message might be a bit late. (laughs) Yeah, bear with us. Uh, You will get a response maybe early May. (laughs) Unless I die from this hand thing. (laughs) If I die from the hand thing and we somehow get some emails, will you just somberly respond to them all uh, yourself? Yeah, I'd be like, you can live stream his funeral here. <laughs> It'd be like the funeral in Grown Ups. Please don't live stream my funeral. <laughs> I don't want this. this... <laughs> 20 likes and I'll kick his gravestone over. Oh no, if we get 20 likes, you can do whatever you fucking want to my corpse. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> there we go. You've got, you've got his word for it here. I'm going to look like, what's that film where that little fucking boy is like fucked up by bees? Oh, my boy. She's like, my girl. He can't see with. He can't, he can't sleep, see without his glasses. <laughs> He's allergic he to the bees. That. <laughs> my grave. I'm allergic to all the, the sweets I've been eating. Could you imagine, instead of sending the letter around, it's like Luke didn't like flowers in his lifetime. He, there's only one kind of roses for him. Everyone's putting roses celebration boxes on him. <laughs> With my giant inflamed hands. <laughs> He's buried surrounded by chocolates. 
I am just Augustus Gloopon. I'm just a <laughs> disgusting little chocolate boy. <laughs> oh. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I've not seen you laugh so hard at this. <laughs> Anything this ages. Just the idea of, of your my funeral. Yeah, <laughs> dead body surrounded by chocolates really killed. Oh my god. Yeah, it is really making me laugh. That is horrible. I don't want that to ever happen. Oh, thank you. I appreciate I would it. laugh if it did. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course. Well not. if I die, like you can you can put some mad shit on my grave. I don't give a fuck. I'm not coming back, so it's all right. No. I'm not bulletproof. <laughs> oh dear uh, thank you Joe Tyrone for doing all the music to this podcast uh, he'll probably have some stuff going on in the summer I'm assuming probably by the point that we're releasing this episode he's probably done a tour probably done an album probably retired <laughs> he's done it all check out his work hell yeah <laughs> all on you. Spotify yeah all on Spotify yeah. thank you to Luke Thomas for your artwork uh, it's amazing how you're still producing such quality work from the slums of Costa Rica with your broken <laughs> fingers. Slum. Yeah, I have no hands and I am currently in the jungle. <laughs> I send them every week. <laughs> I just use my stubs to kind of engrave them in, in dirt. They're drawing in his own dung. <laughs> and thank you, uh, Luke Terry, for editing together all these episodes uh, months in advance. So you're going to have a couple of months to just chilling, I hope. Yeah, I'm going on a cruise, aren't I? With the monsters. <laughs> <laughs> so come back next time for here comes the boom and until then it's been a very happy silent bye from me and a very happy silent bye from him i made that up i wanted to make you laugh <laughs> <laughs>